0: Not a queer person, but kind of actually, Marlene Dietrich. I'm going to count her as queer. Right? Just because, because, right? Marlene Dietrich. I've I've seen Morocco. Oh, man. Heaven have mercy. Um.
1: We are so glad you're listening to this early episode of Kick-Ass Queers. But there's just a little something we want to let you know.
0: You may find that the audio is lacking in places.
1: I believe the technical term is cockapoopy poopy." <laughs> it's
0: yes, it's, it is. It's it rough.
1: Is cock- it is "caca poopy." We we really like the content. We hope you enjoy the content as well. So we hope that you yes, just stick it, with us. It should be noted, Rachel and I both have degrees in exactly <laughs> this, and should not have faced these challenges.
0: Fun fact: Larry and I actually met in our degree program that taught us how to do exactly this so stay in school kids (laughs) and and we both work in higher
1: ed that's the amazing thing
0: (laughs) welcome to this episode of kick-ass queers i'm rachel stewart and i'm larry womack today we have a different kind of episode of kick-ass queers instead of looking at the life and contributions of a kick-ass queer in history We're going to take a look at one specific incident involving two kick-ass queers from the early 20th century. the brief purported love affair between Frida Kahlo and Josephine Baker.
1: Okay, so I'm super excited about this. You did say purported, so we want to be clear we didn't have cameras in the room. (laughs) It's just a widely believed-to-have-occurred event that allows us to talk about two really cool queer women.
0: Abs- right? Absolutely. Okay. Now, now, never fear, my fellow queers. We will most definitely have episodes dedicated to each of these pansexual paragons of art and music. But today is just about the brief window of time where fate brought them together in gay Paris.
1: And what better place? Ah, okay, let's go, let's go.
0: Well, before we get into the juicy details of their alleged entanglement, first we have Josephine Baker. She was born in St. Louis in 1906. She was an African-American-born French dancer and singer who was the first Black woman to star in a motion picture, to perform with an integrated cast at an American concert hall, who achieved critical and popular acclaim on stage and screen, and also was a spy for the French resistance during World War II. So generally...
1: Can we just take a minute to talk about how awesome all of these things are? Right. Because
0: first of all,
1: she, I think it's debated whether or not she was actually part of the Harlem Renaissance, but she was certainly a huge cultural figure. Absolutely. And if you've not been able to see her dance before, often on Criterion, they have some of her films and it is insane. At first you're looking at her and you're like, oh, she's attractive and she's certainly got a great body, but... You don't understand why she was this amazing, huge sex symbol. And then she starts to dance, and her face just lights up. Her whole body becomes something otherworldly. It's completely incredible. And she wasn't just a spy, right? She was a pilot, too, and she flew aid missions. Yeah. 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 All all the while still being the glamorous star of stage and screen.
0: I can't feel like a better definition of a kick-ass queer.
1: Well, until she adopts all the kids Uh, and then Yeah, (laughs) as we said,
0: they get their own episodes. Because Frida Kahlo, she's got all her stuff, too. So so then we have Magdalena Carmen Frida Kahlo y Calderón, also known as
1: Frida Kahlo. Could you just say that again for me?
0: Magdalena Karma Frida Kahlo y Calderón. I love it. For all of you out there who are Spanish speakers, I am so sorry what this gringa just did to your language. But Frida Kahlo was born in 1907 in Mexico City, Mexico. She's arguably one of the most famous Mexican artists of the 20th century. Just about everyone at this point has seen one of her raw, honest, uncompromising self-portraits. She's become an icon of both the feminist and the LGBTQIAAP movements, in addition to Mexican resistance movements. So again, generally a kick-ass queer...
1: Again, talk about her import in world history. Mm -hmm. When Trotsky was in exile, he stayed at her place.
0: Well, And And they also... There's a a reason why. So it's it's well known that at the time, both women did not discriminate within their love lives, both taking lovers of all persuasions. And honestly, I have to say, an entire episode should be dedicated to Frida Kahlo's impressive list of lovers, which includes the photographer Mm -hmm. Tina Madotti, Diego Rivera, of course, who like Burton and Taylor were married twice, yeah, uh, but
1: I think the second time they were married, they actually didn't have sex, like that was a condition of the
0: marriage that she put <laughs> she put on I'm not making that up, just like Elizabeth Taylor and Burton, um no, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leo Abbasur, her doctor, because Frida Kahlo had a lot of stuff going on. Medically. That's unethical. And <laughs> that's so that's, he should lose his license. He, might, he would have to. He would lose his license these days. Mm-hmm. Leon Trotsky, a key figure in the Russian Revolution. Chavela Vargas, Mexican singer. Nicholas Murray, who's a photographer. The Hollywood starlet Dolores Del Rio. Japanese sculptor Isamu Naguchi, And Georgia O'Keeffe. And what I want to know now that I know that is which one of those paintings is Frida?
1: <laughs> That's amazing. Although I, I have heard that maybe she didn't have sex with Georgia O'Keefe, but they definitely had an affair in some way. I don't know. I don't understand Frida Kahlo's love life, honestly. I just know she was, um, she was varied. <laughs> she liked all sorts of people. She loved
0: everything. Uh, and, of course... Reportedly, Josephine Baker. But can we just, like, round of applause? Well done, Frida. Like, well (laughs) done. And I mean, honestly,
1: all of this is reportedly. Reportedly.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: But what we can definitely say is that the fact that there were so many rumors about affairs Mm -hmm. with women, we know this was going on. And I think Frida also was openly bisexual. I think Josephine yes would deny it sometimes
0: yeah no Frida Kahlo was openly mm. like inquire within like I take all kinds
1: yeah and are are we going to talk about Josephine Baker's list too? her body count
0: no no not for this episode
1: I don't remember many of those but I do know one and that was Colette really she had yeah she had an affair with Colette wow <laughs> I always sort of hoped that maybe some some bits in the Claudine novels or something were about her, but I don't know that the timing lines up.
0: So today we are focused on the last of Kahlo's list, Josephine Baker. The pair met one another in Paris in 1939. At that point, Baker was an expat living in France, singing in swanky jazz clubs, and spying for the French Resistance.
1: So this was during the war?
0: Yes, yes. Oh. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about world history. In 1939, it was World War II, even though the United States wasn't involved yet. But Europe was fully engaged in it at that point. And France, a good portion of it was then known as Vichy France, which supported Hitler. Boo. 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 Right. So the French resistance is not part of Les Mis that you missed when you went to the bathroom. The French resistance is the group that was essentially like, hey, maybe Hitler's a dickbag.
1: And if you listen to our last episode, also French resistance, we've got a a little bit of a theme going on here.
0: We do. We see that queer people are saving our asses over and over again. Go team. So she was a spy by day, jazz singer, dancer by night, and that makes her particularly badass. Frida Kahlo was at the time in Paris for an exhibition of her art.
1: She's doing the show in Paris. Yes. During the war. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty badass in and of itself.
0: Right, right. Yeah. There's just there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on for both women. There's a lot going on geopolitically. They're both sort of, and especially in France, where things are a, little, a lot more relaxed, living pretty openly bisexual lives. And at that point, the two women had never, their paths had never crossed, but they both had a, a deep admiration for the other. And they finally met when Kahlo attended a performance by Baker at a jazz club. Wow. Now, this is where the details get hazy and speculatory and hopeful.
1: Especially hopeful for me. Especially, yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, absolutely. It's widely rumored that after this meeting, their admiration for one another deepened into a full-blown love affair. And for anybody who, like, fangirls over the queer girl who's big and hot at the time, to find out the two of them are, like, together.
1: And... If you look at the dance cards of each of these women around that time, the odds of it not seem very, very insignificant to me.
0: How do I put this? Sex didn't necessarily seem like the sacred thing they saved for somebody. You know what I mean? And I think that's totally fine, but they, they also yeah. weren't people who were like, oh, we have to be dating and living together before we fornicate. These are people who are like, I have a deep admiration. Let's, let's bump uglies. I
1: mean, if you'll fuck Trotsky... Right? You'll fuck Josephine Baker.
0: Right, like if, I, if Josephine Baker gave me the eye and I'd be like, "Me? Yeah, okay." Like Yeah, yeah. I will ask my wife after. <laughs> and she will understand. <laughs> so, so here's where we get we get a little bit of a hang up though. There's only definitive proof of one thing. And that that's that they met each other. All that definitively exists is a single black and white photograph of the two talking to one another after a performance by Baker. That's it.
1: Could what you is. imagine if they'd photograph the other thing?
0: <laughs> you I know s- what? I feel like that would make the Criterion Collection. It would be in MoMA. Like, <laughs> I would. It yeah. would be preserved. It would be. We, it would, it would sure. absolutely be art. In short, the proof of their affair is a single photograph in so, so, so many rumors the most popular rumors are, one, okay. Kahlo met Baker one night after the former saw the latter perform at a jazz club and they fell madly into bed. That tracks. Right? I, I'm gonna I'm rooting for I'm rooting for one, honestly. Two, Baker made the first move after the jazz performance and they had an affair that lasted several months, essentially the whole time. Oh no, I kinda hope for that one. Well but what's more like what's more likely? I guess what
1: makes me doubt that one just a little bit, is that there would be letters,
0: right? There would be a lot more than a single photograph. I understand that this was for a lot of our listeners back in the Stone Age, but it was the 30s. They did have capabilities. So Mm. I feel like if it lasted several months, we would have more than a, a ton of rumors in a photograph. We would have something tangible. And then the third rumor is essentially a combination of the first two. It's just tweaking the details here and there. Now, while there isn't a ton of concrete proof of this liaison, there is a whole lot of widespread rumor. Now, we're not ones to spread false information, but often all... Unless we, wrong us. Often all we have about the early history of famous queers is a whole lot of rumor and speculation. For example, until he died of AIDS, there was, quote, only rumors of Rock Hudson's queerness.
1: And Liberace sued and won. When people said he was gay. I mean... The gayest man... Liberace. to ever live, won a suit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, rumors. Why would we want to then spend time on these two and their Scissor Sister Summer? You did not just say Scissor Sister Summer. I love yeah, it. I did. Uh, the <laughs> the implication At
1: this point, I'd like to point out that Rachel is herself a queer woman, and I take no responsibility for anything that comes out of her mouth regarding lesbians...
0: So this one time we were at a we were at a comedy club and somehow scissoring came into this guy's bit and he asked the audience, Is scissoring for real? I was like, Yes. And they thought that was so funny because I was so definitive about it. And I'm like, well, I'm not gonna be like, Oh, I think so. Like, yes, it does. I have scissored lots of people. Really? <laughs> yes. That seems so
1: impractical to me. Why? It just I don't know. You know, I I don't possess a clitoris, Mm -hmm. and that's probably limiting
0: my imagination. I mean, technically... In
1: myriad ways, (laughs) but this one in particular.
0: It's not for everybody, but here's the thing. Not everything's for everybody. Some people really like penetration, some people don't. Scissoring works for some, doesn't work for others. Anyway, did Frida Kahlo and Josephine Baker scissor? We don't know. But the implications of their love affair on media and culture are important to consider. Both of these women were prolific within their own creative circles and they were widely known as being bisexual during a time when it was still a punishable crime in many areas of the world. While Baker was working with the French resistance, she took pains to keep her affairs with women quiet. So we have this really interesting intersection of identities and intersection of events and frankly, intersection of potentialities happening with the rumored clam bake of Frida Kahlo and Josephine Baker.
1: If nothing else, even if we assume they did not get down and dirty, the relationship is still really interesting. Not as fun, but still really interesting because they both had so much in common, really. And they were both such important figures not really just at their time in fact i i feel like Kaolo has only become a a larger and larger figure over the last like 30 years in 1990 you wouldn't have gone to moma and seen her little finger puppets right next to van gogh and picasso and now you absolutely do
0: so first of all bonus points for the british pronouncing of van gogh That's beautiful Thank you. And, and second, I agree, and I think you bring up a great point that Frida Kahlo seems to be one of those people who has reemerged as this symbol and role model of feminist and queer resistance. The movie with Salma Hayek, Kahlo, sort of brought it back to the consciousness of mainstream, but she does seem to be much more relevant these days, and not just from a critical, high art sort of perspective, but also just a pop culture perspective as well. Yeah, and I would
1: say Josephine Baker, kind of the same. First of all, people didn't know about everything she did in the Resistance until later. Right. And also, I believe there's a movie, at least in development, maybe farther along, in which Janelle Monet is attached to play her. Yeah. And you know I love Janelle Monet. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Well, she, I mean, and she's phenomenal. I, I love her as just an artist. And again, somebody... Speaking of speaking of amazing queer amazing women. Amazing queer women who sing and dance and act, mm-hmm. right? So we have these two women who are multi-talented uh, and are not just...
1: Apparently. <laughs> I mean, they'd have to be. <laughs> who, are look not, at their...
0: who are not just known for their art in their different mm-hmm. media, but also for their very... Uh, how do I want to put this... They're I would say legendary love lives. Absolutely. Beautiful. Legendary. Yes, exactly. Like legendary love lives and politically the sheer amount of contribution. And oftentimes it was after sort of these other two aspects of their life that we get this light shed on it. But these two people who had incredible influence and sway within geopolitical happening. Yeah.
1: I mean, Josephine Baker is the person who was able to discover and inform the allies that Japan was planning to side with Germany. They got that information through her. I want to say Italy as well. There are arguments to be made that World War II would have gone very differently without her. That same argument can be made about thousands of people, but those are particularly noteworthy.
0: Oftentimes we tend to flatten out people to what we deem is their most relevant at the time sort of identities. And so for Josephine Baker, it was the fact that she was just this phenomenal artist and you can't really ignore her love life. She was, again, legendary love life and same thing for Frida Kahlo. But what's really fascinating is it doesn't help fit the narrative that she also was really, really important within this very crop political time. It's the same thing with like Hedy Lamar. She's too pretty to be that smart is essentially what happens. So, question though. Question about Frida Kahlo and Josephine Baker. Why does it matter to us whether or not they had sex? Why does that matter to us?
1: I think it's almost seen in terms of like Conquest. Both of them are so awesome. We want to know that they got the other one. We're, we're rooting for that. We want to know that Frida even got Josephine and Josephine even got Frida. That's sort of how I
0: see it. I feel like that's such um, a, you know what? I, I feel like that it's is- such a, It's a
1: very male perspective. That's a very Go man perspective.
0: I was actually going to say that, it's, and yeah. which is a weird place for me to come from because I feel like my id is a gay man. No talking, just sex. Don't make eye contact. Should I get you that sign for above? Yeah. Literally, I, I honestly got just point to the sign. Whereas I'm like, Eye contact. Look at me
1: when you do that.
0: <laughs> There's a lot that we could say about these two women, and we are going to when they each get their own little private episodes.
1: But... Yeah, it's like we did the
0: Avengers first.
1: <laughs> and now we're going to do Captain America. Yes. and Thor afterward.
0: Correct. Okay. Exactly. If if Thor and Captain America had scissored each other. Well, let's not let's not box them in. Like. <laughs> So these two women were amazing kick-ass queers. They were amazing at what they did, whether it was their art forms, their duty to the world or to people. And one thing we can say is that these two came together, whether or not they actually came together. (laughs) I love it. That's a great (laughs) note to end on. Thank you all. Thank you for listening if you enjoyed this please show us some love by rating reviewing subscribing and sharing with your friends we'll be on all the major platforms and you can find us on all of the social medias except for twitter because it's trash i'm really gunning for us to have a pretty badass threads page here people need to get off my ass about threads you need to get your ass on threads it's like what twitter was before twitter went bad Hey, okay, before Twitter went bad, though, it was still a cesspit. Yeah, like, no, no, no. no like it's way, much worse way, like, now. Way back in the beginning right. when it was all sort of, like, innocent. Like, 15 years ago, innocent. I do not remember a Twitter without emotional abuse. All right, thank you all. See you next episode when we will be talking about... Ooh, Stormy Lavier. Another really kick-ass queer woman. Absolutely. Um, and she is involved with something that is compulsory for all queers to know about which is Stonewall
1: oh yeah we're we're gonna hit Stonewall also I'm really excited about that episode because we have a lot of you know what we're doing the opposite next episode yes we are we're going to take a rumored biography that a lot of people have repeated as fact and we're gonna bring a bunch of receipts to tell the real story
0: absolutely so look we don't just spread rumor we also dispel rumor Mm mm-hmm so thank you all again whatever
1: we say is what goes (laughs) yeah
0: Our podcast is a dictatorship. So thank you all again for listening. Keep kicking ass.
1: She also used to carry a Caldo around in her purse in a Safeway bag. So that people wouldn't think it was valuable and
0: steal it. I do the exact same thing with my cell phone and keys at the beach. I use a you know a, a sunscreen bottle that I've you know cut open and cleaned out, and I stuff them in there. And, and so that just shows a little bit of the difference between my life and Madonna's. She's stuffing a fucking Frida Kahlo painting into a, a grocery bag.